you know how little a person you're being right now to trying to belittle me with words? I don't, obviously, I don't say that. Oh, that's <laughs> really nice of you. I would say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, excuse me. Um, yeah, with the hands. You want to talk to me like that? <laughs> Ooh, ah, ah, this is my podcast. Ooh, ah, ah, listen here. I'll make you laugh. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> Honestly, let's just cut it off there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue is Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Ellison Daz. This is the podcast where we chat about music, mental health, and comedy. That was a little extra. Today, I have a guest on the show to talk with us about... I know, I'm so sorry. To, to talk with us about bullying, stress-induced facial paralysis, and his take on anti-bullying campaigns. Here to share his story, host of the Level Up Gaming podcast, please welcome... Kevin Cruz, everybody. Kevin. Hello, everybody. What's happening, gamers? Who, whoever listens to Ellison's podcast and plays video game, what's up? This one's for you. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very glad, you know, to have this opportunity to speak out and collaborate and, you know, just have a conversation with a friend. Yeah. That's what it is, yep. right? Just have a have a nice little chat. Kevin and I met on uh, Instagram because he sent me a, a message about mm -hmm. uh, you know how he had a crazy, terrible experience in high school, which I'm gonna let you tell everybody about. But what I really wanted to say was that I'm stoked to have you on the show because when I read through your email, I'm sorry, I I, I know I said it was I was like let's make the long story short. And it was literally like a <laughs> very long paragraph about it was a couple scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to shorten it up, but it's like, it was, it was, it was quite lengthy. No, but I liked yeah. it. But chapter one of the two. things you, yeah, chapter two, the next day, <laughs> um, one of the things that you said in your email that I really liked was that um, instead of sitting in these times, you know, you pushed through, really tough and quote unquote, uh, faced your fears, enjoyed mm -hmm. life instead of complaining and doing nothing about it. I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Because this is exactly the kind of thing that I want to, um, show people out there who may have been going through the same thing as you. So do you want mm -hmm. to start off by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and the anxiety slash bullying you had in high school? I will be glad to do that. Um, well, first of all, my name is Kevin. I'm a 26-year-old dude from Puerto Rico. I know I'm not the first one or the first person that has been, you know, that has gone through bullying. And I know for a fact I'm not going to be the last one. But the reason why I reached out to you is just that I know that you have a very big public and I know this is a very sensitive subject in a sense. And I know that this information, or at least my experience, might be able to at least help one person out. And I'll be more than glad and happy to know that my life experience might help at least one person. So pretty much that's why I'm here. I'm trying to help everybody out and whoever uh, listens to the podcast. Yeah, you and I both, my friend. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the whole motive. That's our motto. Help everybody and... You know, don't expect nothing in exchange. Just like try to help everybody, but at the same time, keep it on a healthy dose so you can like look out for yourself and, you know, pay attention to your needs and your likes and dislikes and, you know, your mortal well-being. How it, That's how I call it. Oh, your um, mortal well-being. Yes, that's a very deep, simple way that I say it. So I like that. Your mortal well-being. So... Ooh. You know, where where do you want me to start, actually? Like, the whole story, or... Oh, yeah, there's the dirt. Tell right. the whole story. I mean, as much as you're comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, So, basically, I... Just so you guys know, I'm a gamer, I'm a geek, I'm a nerd. I love video games. I love everything that has to do with the video game industry, everything that has to do with comics and cartoons, anime, all... All the bundle. Remember the 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 whole bundle we were talking about. So whoever meets me, and in this case my wife, when we met, we were like, I was like, if you talk to me, you're gonna get the whole geeky bundle. You know, <laughs> I have all the checkbox. I I have them all. 
all so, that and the bag of potato chips, this is what you were signing up for. <laughs> yeah, there's no training bag, unfortunately. <laughs> so, but she said okay. Um, she said yes at the wedding, so I think that's a that's a good sign. Oh, thank you. Um, so I would like you know pretty much talk about how this um, things, this video games, this whole fantasy, actually not real world, helped me overcome many issues throughout my life um i've been bullied ever since i think primary school you know like the usual bullies like hey like maybe you look different or you talk different or you have certain facial things that people might not like like i have big ears you you won't notice because of my headphones but they would make fun of that you know the innocent type of uh bullying that people might consider it which by the way people it is not innocent just because it's in primary school doesn't mean that it's not hurting people okay so don't do it kids don't do it parents who are listening to this don't let your kids do that because they might ruin somebody's lives so (laughs) (laughs) this you know this might sound a little bit uh cliche but you know the bullying was really bad but at the point where I got to uh, middle school, and I'm sorry if my English is not so good. English is not my first language. I, I'm a Spanish I have, speaker. I would not have known any different. <laughs> that's, you, that's okay. English is great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, SpongeBob, for actually teaching me English. And the video games helped me out a lot, too. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. cool. Yeah, because it's not um, over here, like English classes. It's not like in the States that... For example, a Spanish class, you have like a lot of Spanish talking in a sense, not yeah. like 100 percent, but you have a lot of uh, Spanish words and Spanish lessons over here. We get English class in Spanish, so we barely practice our English. So oh, okay. um, my mom was a really good influence and, you know, telling me to actually watch movies in English and have the subtitles so I could learn. Yeah. So thank you, mommy. I, that helped out a lot. <laughs> Hi, mom. So, hi, mom. I've always wanted to do that. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> episode of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so pretty much, yeah, I was bullied really bad, uh, specifically in middle school. That's when it got really bad and, and really intense in a sense, and even high school. So you can say that video games and that, um, that type of world and environment kind of saved me in a sense. Um, getting used to the fact of having to wake up and go to school and pretty much go through a personal hell. It was really exhausting, Uh, obviously physically, because it got to a point that it was physical bullying, but at the same time, it was uh, mentally draining, like very, very much. So the whole fact of me, you know, getting up early and go to school and just face the reality that I'm literally going to get bullied. It's like, I'm not going to school. I'm going to get bullied. That was like the whole purpose of them. Yeah. Now that I think of it is it might've been boring for them. It's like, dude, you, you can't do anything else, you know, go to school and have, you know, learn and have fun and talk to your friends. No, I have to go bully someone. It's kind of selfish. Um, but I remember it was, like I said, it was a lot of, uh, emotional bullying and physical bullying. I remember uh, one time I was walking through the, it was like the center of center area of the school. And yeah. there was this like hanging hangout spot that there were like some seats around in a circle. Yeah. And they had like a little garden and everything. And I remember there was like some wooden stakes to make like a small fence. It was like, I don't know, like two feet high. Okay. And all of a sudden this dude, this bully came out of nowhere and decided, you know, to start with his daily dose of bullying. And he pushed me. I remember he pushed me into the little garden, but I didn't land on the dirt. I landed on the stakes, on the wooden stakes. Oh so God. I got I got cut really, really bad in my bag. And I had I actually I have a really kind of a mean scar because of that event. So it was a lot of that, a lot, a lot of like the usual you know, I'm going to take your bag and I'm going to hide it. I'm going to throw your books uh, out of the balcony and whatnot. And I was like, you know, I was getting tired of it. Uh, I remember one time, too, I was doing some homework at, uh, at home. 
there was this was around the middle school uh high school time sorry and you know i was already so stressed with the whole fact that i was being bullied and that i was going through so much every single day that i went to school um that i remember i was writing i was writing something all of a sudden my hands my right hand started to go numb then it went up through all of my right arm then the right side of my face to the point that i couldn't see of, out of my uh, right eye my tongue it was a funny feeling now that i think about it i laugh but it wasn't it wasn't funny at the moment um <laughs> you can laugh I now. that's good yeah i can laugh at you know laugh at it now um i remember my tongue like the right side of my tongue was numb because i would bite it and i wouldn't feel anything and literally two minutes after that i had one of the worst migraines i have ever had in my life like i've i've never i've I've been, I've always been kind of like a healthy kid. I wouldn't, I would barely get sick and all that. And I would, I have never suffered a migraine. So that was the first time I've, I've suffered that type of, of pain. So we went to the hospital because it was weird. I told my mom, Hey, I, I can't feel half of my face. I can't feel my arm. Everything's numb. Um, I can't see. That's what actually freaked me out. Cause I could, I, it was all blurry on the right side. So they went, I went to the hospital went to the ER and they started doing some tests. I'm, I'm, I suck at medical terms. I don't know if it was a CT scan or an MRI scan. I don't know. It was something. And uh, I remember that the doctor came into our room and he said that I suffered a facial, a partial facial paralysis. And um, there are basically two things that cause that type of event. It's either a tumor And thankfully, thank God I didn't have anything. And thankfully, I don't have anything at the moment either. Or excessive amounts uh, of stress. So wow. that's when I actually pieced everything together. And uh, when my mom, like, sat down with me because she knew it wasn't a tumor. Like, she was with me and she saw the results. Um, so we got home and she started talking to me like, hey, like, so you don't have anything physically wrong with your head um he said something about stress are you okay are you going through something like talk to me um you know take into consideration that i haven't talked to my parents and throughout this whole time um that i was being bullied and all that because i was already going they were already going through a lot of stuff and they had already uh they already were stressed out enough with work and being parents and you know, parents' responsibilities. So I didn't want didn't to... You didn't want to put it on them? Yeah, I know it's... Now that I think about it, um, it's not the smart thing to do because <laughs> parents are there for you. Yeah. And, um, you know, parents that actually worry because I know there are parents that sometimes don't care about their kids. But yep, totally in my case, exist. yeah, uh, in my case, I was very... I was gifted enough to have both a mom and a dad that loved me immensely and up to this day I'm already married for two years and um I know that for a fact they would do any anything for me or my sister so she sat down with me and she's like hey what's up you know what's going on um it's not a tumor so why are you stressing and um I remember I started crying really bad because You know, it's a lot. You, yeah. I've been going through bullying for at least six years now, taking into consideration the, the primary school bullying, mm -hmm. the, the, top, the top bullying, as I call it. Um, so it was a lot. It was a, it was a lot of very heavy emotional uh, feelings that I had bottled up inside. So like I, I told her, I, like, I came out to her and told her, you know, I'm, I'm going through this and that at school so they're doing this and they would make fun of me uh physically they would uh, verbally abuse and uh, even physically abuse and that's when i showed her the scrape that i had in my back she never knew about that no um Did you i actually that from her i hid it from her i Kevin. i'm sorry mom <laughs> if you hear this but i didn't want her to worry you know i didn't want her to uh 
you know, do a scene or anything because, again, uh, I was too cool, quotation marks, to have my parents, like, worry a lot for me. So I told her, I showed her the, the, the scrape and whatnot. And I know it was well-intentioned. I know my parents and obviously uh, all parents want the best for their kids, but they actually decided to go to school and talk to the counselor and, you know, show up and be like, hey, like my kid is going through this. What are you doing to, you know, prevent that? What are you doing to mm -hmm. stop it? So I know it was, like I said, it was well-intentioned. Um, they went to the school counselor uh, to see what could they do to address this whole bullying situation at school, which, by the way, I know I wasn't the only one because I would see other kids that were, you know, going through the same thing. And it's, it's, it's stupid. It was always kind of the same type of kids, you know, the, the ones that wouldn't mess with anybody, uh, the geeky, nerdy kids that would always get bullied. So I know there was a lot of people that were going through that. And like I said, I know they did that to help me to actually uh, look for assistance while they weren't with me because obviously yeah. they have to work. So keep they you want, safe. exactly. They want me to be safe. Uh, they expect their kids to be safe and to be in a safe environment while they're at school. So they wanted to make sure uh, in my case, their kid, uh, would, was receiving that, you know? Yeah. But, um, the school counselor, I remember decided to do a bunch of like anti-bullying seminars and whatnot and like do, uh, what's it called? Like conferences or like assemblies, assemblies. Like yeah. We get like, together in the gym. Yeah. We, I remember we got together in the basketball court. And uh, they had like some speakers and everybody was talking about bullying. And I think I, I don't know if I remember well, but I think they brought police officers and, uh, and everything to like, hey, like this is not good. Um, it's not a positive uh, attitude towards other people. You know, the, the classic mumbo jumbo. Oh, yeah. But uh, the bad thing is that somehow people found out that the reason behind those events and those seminars was me no. was because <laughs> yeah uh that it was because my parents went to school to see who was messing with his kid mm -hmm. um keep in mind i'm not i'm not a i don't like to fight i'm not a uh physical altercation type of person like i i avoid physical uh like fighting at the most that i can you know i'm not i'm not that type of person i'm a very peaceful person you can say so you know people found out so pretty much that made the matters worse uh the wooling after that went ham um apparently they didn't even listen to the seminars um because their attitudes didn't change it, it didn't get better it actually got worse um that's when the whole anxiety and the uh depression and panic uh, attacks uh kicked in you know it, yeah. it was a tough it was a tough time and um i left uh you know high school and actually senior year was the best out of everything because i started to you know everybody started to get to know me and I was like a clown and I would make everybody laugh. So everybody knew who I was and sort of like the bullying sort of like stopped for a second. So I can literally say that I enjoyed senior year, but at the same time, it was really, you know, I still had all those feelings inside and all those things I suffered throughout the, throughout the years. Yeah, I had it there. So, so you had a break from the bullying per se, but the you hadn't resolved the trauma or the the internalized uh, yeah, emotions. Pretty much, and uh, it's like what your previous uh, guest said on your last episode that he went through a situation when he was a kid, and he didn't address those feelings up until what twenty twenty five years after it happened. You know. Yeah the the situation stopped but that doesn't mean that those feelings are gonna you know go away 
so I finished high school. I went to college. Uh, college is a whole different ballgame, kids. It's not if, if you think college is the same as high school, don't because usually people are more mature and people respect your life decisions and they respect your beliefs and the way you dress and the way you look and everybody is in their own path, you know, because you, you're not there to waste any time, right? Because that's your, that's supposed to be the studies for your life career. So it's different. It's a different um, uh, environment. So I finished uh, college. I went to work. I've, I've been working ever since I was 16, 17. And uh, I was noticing that the anxiety and panic attacks were getting more and more. Uh, they were happening more and more often. And sometimes something would trigger it, either like a movie or a song or something. But most of the times I would be just like driving and all of a sudden I would burst out into tears and I would have to like stop to the side of the road and actually like calm down. And I now I recognize that the whole panic, anxiety, and depression started way before high school, but it wasn't until I was out of school and out of college that I actually realized, okay, something's not right. You know, something, yeah. it's kind of messed up and I don't know how to address it. It's new to me. So I didn't know how to, uh, how to deal with it in a sense. Totally. So... Um, I remember one time I felt I had like three anxiety attacks in a day after work. Ugh. And uh, I, I barely like, for example, it would take me 30 minutes to get home that day. I, it took me like an hour and a half to get home, something like that. And um, I got home and I was like, let, let me, you know, talk to my parents about it because, you know, maybe they can help. Maybe they can, mm -hmm. you know, give you some life advice and you know, how to handle things and whatnot. So I sit down with her and, you know, obviously I started talking and I started crying, explaining all the situation and what was going on and what was going on inside my head and, and how was I feeling. And I felt really bad because at first she started crying, but it, it was because she thought um, I was taking those feelings and expressing them in a wrong way, like, for example, like cutting myself or or harming oh, myself. Okay. So she thought that those uh, mental thoughts that I was having was in a harmful way towards myself. So and, uh, I can I pause for a second? Yeah. So you co you go home, you're like, hey, mom, I'm having panic attacks when I'm driving the car. Three in a row happened today. And your mom starts crying, saying are you suicidal? Is that what you mean? Not like that, because I was telling her, like, I, I'm, I'm, this happened today. I don't know why it's going on. And then I started telling her, like, I, like, I, whenever I had those attacks, like, I don't know how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm gonna, like, drown and, and like, I'm out of air. Like, yeah. um, I feel like in those moments, I feel very alone. Like, I feel like nobody, it's out there to, you know, able to yeah. actually help me out. Um, that's when she started thinking about, all right, so are you talking about that you want to like harm yourself or, or has that thought crossed your mind oh, okay. at any moment? Okay. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I, I told her, don't, you don't, um, thankfully nothing like that has ever happened. So I was like, you, you can take that out of your head, but you know, this is what's going on. Every time I get those anxiety and panic attacks, I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like the car. And at that moment I had like a very small car. And I told her like, my car is small. I even, I feel like this, the car is getting even smaller and tighter around me. Like I've been crying for no reason. Um, if I'm alone, uh, like a long time with any type of music or anything, I start to cry. And it's like, mom, this is, you know, this is not normal. This is, I know this is not normal because mm -hmm. no, I think normal people don't do this, you know? <laughs> so unless it's a really sad song. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like a really sad movie or I, you know, like the yeah. beginning or the intro of up or something like that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> That's a um, perfect example. That's yeah. A <laughs> but 
I remember one time I had a, 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 an anxiety attack and literally that same day, I, you, do you like 21 pilots? The, the, yeah. The two dudes. All right. Yeah. So they have a song called car radio. And uh, the song says that I can't pretty much the whole picture of the song is like, I can't be in my car without a car radio because now I have to sit in silent. And that's when my mind starts to like get flooded by thoughts and feelings and and guilt and and all these negative uh, things that are yeah. going to cloud your your judgment. And that's when you start you know, getting worse and having anxiety and panic attacks. So I remember when I heard that song, I was like, this dude is literally identify like describing everything that I'm feeling right now. So that's when I decided, you know, talk to my parents and um, they said that, well, you know, uh, that's called a panic and anxiety attack. And pretty much maybe you uh, have suffered like depression and, and or, or something And I was like, really? Me? <laughs> go through depression? I'm a happy person. How am I going to go through depression? Like, I had the wrong idea of what depression was and the wrong idea of how little you know about a person um, because I would portray myself as a, as a very, like, lively, uh, timid at first, but then, like, really friendly and very... Uh, you know, joker type of dude and yeah. really happy. But that's when I noticed like you you can't judge a book by its cover and it goes both ways. You can't judge a person that looks really happy because you don't know what's going on inside their head. And at the same time, you can't judge a person that actually that always looks like really serious and looks like they might like destroy you with their eyes and stuff because you don't know what they're going through. And at the same time, maybe they're total the total opposite of what they look like you know 100%. um so that's when video games uh came into my life now how did they actually help me put you know uh put up these uh put up with all these people and put up with this constant abuse that i was suffering um pretty much i've been playing my whole life i've been, been i've been a gamer since i was Like the earliest memories that I have, I always had a console in my house um, from the SNES, uh, the Super Nintendo system, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, uh, PlayStation 2, and all those uh, type of consoles. Nice. And um, so that actually helped me out a lot in primary school, in middle school, high school, college and now even my adult life i still play video games um you know guys it doesn't mean if, you know if you get married doesn't mean you can't play video games that's a you know it's a lifestyle and that lifestyle chooses you you know you don't get to choose it <laughs> um so all, the, all those ladies listening to this like what like so confused like what yeah you, you got girls trade in the the console for the wife <laughs> no no that's like i said at the beginning that's a whole bundle when you <laughs> marry a gamer or you date a gamer you get the whole bundle and and it's good you know ever since uh i started playing video games when i was when i was a little kid video games in a way showed me a different point of view uh to life it sort of helped me escape that reality that i was actually living at the moment that was you know first of all mean and aggressive not only towards me but towards people that were like me you know that little guy in a sense um so if you try to put it in a more like a philosophical way like it helped me transport myself into worlds that accepted people pretty much the way that they were that you could meet new friends and actually not be judged by the way you dress, by the way you look, your beliefs, um, the way you talk, um, the way you walk, whatever. Because people nowadays make fun of you because of the smallest things. So you can say that video games help me move forward with life and actually not give up, to actually look forward to better things. And obviously, 
I would by that time I was still being bullied at school. So that I know that's not going to change anytime soon. Um, and it got better eventually, but it, it was still going on. It was still happening. So, so is what you're saying that when you went to school every day, it'd be terrible bullying all the worst feelings and you'd come home and play video games. But the first mm-hmm. thing I think of, and maybe other people are thinking of this too, is like, okay, this is a tool to avoid what's going on and avoiding mm-hmm. the problem. But what you're saying is that by entering all those different worlds and seeing new characters and, or people or communities that were accepting of you, mm-hmm. it taught you that, Oh, okay. Like I actually can be accepted places. Yeah, is pretty that- much. Yeah, pretty much. The thing is, I'm, I'm only one person, you know, I'm not going to be able to change a whole country's point of view towards bullying because right now I'm not in school, you know, I'm 26 years old. And, uh, but I know for a fact, there's a bunch of kids out there that are still going through it. And, you know, by playing video games, it wasn't, it was not like I was fixing the issue a hundred percent because like I told you, I would get up, I would go to school and I would still get bullied. But meeting, like you said, meeting new people and exploring this, I know they're fake. I know they're fantasy worlds, but like I said, um, it actually makes you enjoy yourself and enjoy, enjoy life because when you're constantly, when you're constantly being bullied and when you're constantly being surrounded by negative stuff, that's what your mind is going to portray 24 seven. Like you're always going to be a negative person. Yeah. You're always going to have a very pessimistic. Is that the, is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Pessimistic yeah. point of view towards everything to like hangouts so towards people, towards um, embarking in new adventures and new challenges, you know? So by, exposing myself to an environment where I wasn't being judged, even though a couple hours later, I was going to get in an environment where I was going to be judged. It helped me look at things in a different perspective and be like, I know things are not going to change. I know people probably are not going to stop bullying anytime soon, but it's not the end of the world you know Mm -hmm. it's not don't get yourself cocoon in this small space where my life sucks my i'm very everything's so negative people are always so mean towards me and towards what i believe and towards the way i act that up to a it it gets to a point that literally you don't want to do anything so when i was playing video games when i was uh, meeting all these new people uh, in a sense, it helped me face my fears and literally just enjoy life. Yeah, I know when I go to school, there's pro- probably going to be a douchebag ready to ruin that day for me. But, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, actually, now that I think about it, one of the reasons why it got better in, in senior year, it was because I stopped paying attention to the bullying. The the bullying was still there. The comments were still there. But once the bully notices that he can annoy you or bully you with his usual comments, they usually give up because they don't have they don't have anything better to do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you've been been poked around for years, you know, doing this and and you'd be like, ah, you know, stop it. It came to a point that you were like, you know, poking my head around and I'm like, Dead are you done? Face. Yeah. It's like, are yeah. you done? Like, does this fulfill your, your desire or your, your goal of being, I don't know, a human being or whatever. Um, so they would notice, obviously the poking didn't happen. That's really annoying. <laughs> and I would probably get in a fight because if someone pokes my face, um, but it actually like helped me to stop paying attention to those negative um, comments. And like I said, just enjoy life rather than complain about it and, you know, do nothing. One thing that you said 
too in your email that I would love for you to expand on is that when you look back on all of these terrible things that happened to you, you're, you say that you're glad you went through it. And I was mm-hmm. wondering if you could expand on that because you had some really great points and that I think people would love to hear. Yeah. Um, this is going to sound cliche and everything, but going through all those negative experiences actually made me the person that I, you know, that I am today. I feel like if I hadn't gone through those things, maybe my perspective or my point of view towards life would have been maybe like a 90% different from what I see it right now. Because when you get, when you go to this low point in your life and you only see negative stuff, you know, or you only see bad stuff, you only think about yourself in a bad way, you know, there's no, there's no, you can't get, you can't get anything positive out of that, you know? Um, that's when, you know, the whole video game started and I started feeling better by myself and noticing that, you know what? Um, I think I can handle this, you know? I think I can just, you know, the bullying is this way. I'll just look this way, you know? I'll just ignore the situation or ignore those comments. Don't ignore the situation because that's not going to help you either. just ignore the comments so it doesn't affect you and up up until this day i think there's a lot of people that don't like the way that i think in a sense because you can say a lot of mean things towards me like to my face and talk about now like nowadays like yeah now like literally you could be on a video call or like right in front of me and start cussing me out or like make fun of me uh talk about my family my beliefs my mom my dad my sister my wife i'm gonna look at you and be like are you done like is Mm -hmm. is this is this it like you're not you know how little a person you're being right now to trying to belittle me with words i don't obviously i don't say that because i would be uh kind of hurtful but Oh, that's really nice of you. I would say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, excuse me. Um, yeah, with the hands. Small person. You want to talk to me like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like when people notice that they can't be hurtful with the words when they usually are, I've noticed that your attitude and having a positive attitude uh, towards those type of people actually helps them change the way that they act around other people instead of being negative and being bullies and saying uh, negative comments and being, uh, how do you say this word? Um, being um, offensive towards others. They actually, you know, they get like a reboot or something in their minds. You can hear like the window noise going on and the reboot in the background. Yeah, (laughs) you can hear that. And they actually change their point of view towards, I don't know, the way they talk, the way that they behave towards others. And I've noticed I know people I know for I know I actually know people right now in my life that used to act like that, that used to be bullies and used to, you know, be mean towards other people. Once they started noticing that you know, the little guy wasn't so little anymore and the little guy wasn't getting annoyed anymore, you know, because of the words, they actually like sat back and be like, I think I need to change. I need, I think I need to be a better person. And what I'm doing is not working. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I know, you know, it's not like every single day, millions and millions of people have that, you know, train of thought and they change and become better people but like i said with with that different point of view that i had and that different um way of behaving that i have towards uh bullying and towards those mean comments if i can at least help one person change their ways and and change the way that they act i'm I'm happy with that you know because obviously like i said i was still being bullied at school that's not going to change anytime soon, but you know, I know for a fact, a lot of people that I know and a lot of people that used to do that to me, 
change. And nowadays, they're really responsible people, and they are. Um, I, I've talked to them, and and you see the difference. It's like uh, uh, some of them are even like family uh, uh, guys. You know, they have like kids, and and they like it's different. You know, it's, yeah, it's different. They grew up, right? And it's a good thing that you didn't hold that grudge against them either because then, um, you know, 10, 20 years past, you run into them in the grocery store or something and you, what, are still going to hate? Yeah. Like, you know, like what what are we doing with, that, with our energy there? Like it's, it's, it's wasteful almost, right? Yeah. And at the same time, like I said at the beginning, you get tired. You're holding yeah. that grudge. It's going to drain you. Trust me. It's going to drain you physically and emotionally. And, you know, you're not going to get stable emotionally if you keep holding those feelings inside, those negative feelings toward other people. Um, and basically, you're going to be the same as them, in a sense. You know, sometimes, you know, that's the classic story. Like, mm -hmm. there's bullies at, at school, but what's behind what's the backstory behind that person you know and when you found out you find you actually find out that they either went through physical abuse by a person uh sexual abuse by somebody else a family member uh that they're going through really tough situations at their house uh, their home with their family um uh, money money issues a bunch of stuff that you don't know that people are actually going through it so That's why I mean, like, don't judge a book, uh, don't judge a book by its cover either, because you don't know. Yeah, this person can be acting out, but you don't know what they're going through. And I'm not justifying bullies to act out like that because, oh, I'm having a bad time at home. I'm going to act out at school and be a bully. No, that's not that's not the point either. But by having a positive attitude towards door, towards those people that, you know, are bullies, You don't know how the way that you act might change them and might, you know, make them better, uh, better people, you know. And by that time, the the video game industry was uh, go growing really fast and people uh, were actually looking up to like pro gamers and streamers on YouTube and Twitch since they actually did. Yeah, that was a what, big shift. Yeah, since, you know, they actually wanted. Uh, they actually did what they love to do. And better yet, they got paid to play video games. So at one point in, in like years ago, maybe gamers and video games were looked down upon because it's like, oh, that's a childish hobby. That's a that's a kid's, you know, thing to do. You're an adult. You need Only to grow. Only nerds do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I heard that <laughs> like... so many times. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so nowadays it's like, People look up to guys and girls that play video games and do that for a living because you're doing what you, you know, you're doing what you love. And whoever tries to make fun of you for playing video games, there's streamers, both males and females that I know that are millionaires nowadays just by playing video games. So, you know, now that type of comments nowadays might come more out of like jealousy other than any other feeling towards, you know, trying to be a bully or trying to be negative. Um, so in summary, like loving video games and and being a nerd slash geek, obviously was not easy for me, but it was the one thing that actually helped me the most during my toughest years. And like you said, I look back on it now and, and I'm glad I went through that. It made me the man, the husband, the, the person that I am today, a person that loves everyone and actually manages to enjoy life and life constantly you know it's not always so positive there's you know it's like a roller, roller coaster there's ups and downs that doesn't mean you can't still enjoy your life you know you there's so much for you to enjoy and and there's so many people around you that actually want the best for you and and want to enjoy life with you so That's why I always uh, thank my parents and um, especially my, my obviously my mom and and my dad, my sister, uh, my wife, Gabby, like they've helped me so much to, you know, overcome so many 
issues and even nowadays like i'm i'm you know i have my own family i have my wife but you know the same doubts come on like am i a good husband am, am i being a good head of the family am i being you know the type of person that any uh human deserves to be with you know um so being a person that has suffered anxiety panic uh, and panic attacks and depression um makes you doubt every single decision in your life and makes you overthink everything and and try to have a plan towards towards the smallest events you make like a huge plan and try to like <laughs> micromanage everything and and no we have to get up at this time so we can be on the road on this time so we have to be driving for like an hour and a half so we can get there at this time and you know i have I'm sorry for everybody that gets annoying when I do that, but I, I can't help it. And um, I have one of my best friends, Alex. Shout out to Alex, bro. I know you're going to listen to this. Um, he has helped me a lot to like, yo, like, you know, sit down and relax because it's good. You know, you're trying to have a schedule for life. But at the same time, that's that's not healthy for you. You know that you're, you're going to get sick in a in a sense. Um But, you know, it's it is what it is. So I remember I I remember I took pills, but I, I don't I honestly I don't remember the names. Eventually, I saw that I was being too dependent towards those medication. Um, and then my uh, my dad suggested that I would get this like natural over the counter uh, pill call. Can I say the name or is it? Is it you can okay? say whatever you want. <laughs> the name is uh sedalia i think it was like a small pill that you put in uh, underneath Under your, your tongue. tongue yeah and uh it would it, it would actually help really good and um like was it an anti-anxiety like if you're getting worked up you would just yeah you would take one and um it would help you it would it wouldn't knock you out but it would shield you out you know it would you know yeah It, like a, you know that was it like an Ativan or a little more heavier than that? Ativan is one that you'd pop under your tongue, and then it uh, slows down your heart rate, and they're for panic attacks. And it's supposed to be for I don't I, think, I don't think it was onset. I don't think it was that strong as an Ativan, but it it did its job. You know, I would use yeah. it, and you would feel like in the next couple of minutes, you would feel like you know relaxed and ready to keep on working or doing activities or driving and everything you it wouldn't like i said it wouldn't like get you like juicy or anything it wouldn't knock yeah. you out so it was good i liked it and eventually i stopped taking that too because i felt like my anxiety and panic uh, panic attacks it's something that i can actually control and i'm very happy to to you know say that unfortunately i still get them event like here and there throughout uh yeah. throughout my time and my life but it's not as often and if i feel i'm gonna get one i know how to properly control myself to a point that i'm like okay i'm good i'm not, you know nothing's gonna happen i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna get desperate um you if see, i feel it's gonna be okay yeah yeah i feel i i, I built my own safe place in a couple of minutes and that that has helped me many many times in the past And if I feel I'm not going to be able to reach that because, you know, there's good days and bad days, um, I'm happy, to, you know, to be able to count with friends and families that be like, if you need to call me, you know, call me and that's it. So that's a really another really important point when you suffer this type of mental uh, issues that you need people around you that actually help you out. So that was another thing when I, while I was growing up, I noticed that there were people around me, you know, people that you would call friends that weren't there for you, you know, and in a sense, you were willing to do everything for them. But at the same time, you knew you weren't going to get that back in return. So from a family and, and friend circle that was like this when I was, I don't know, 19, 20, 21. Which is his, his arms are spread out wide, by the way. Yeah. He's big. Yeah. Like, you know, huge. I had big. like, like I, I felt like I was popular and I felt like I had a lot of friends. But when I actually started to 
review all those people and and be like, will you do what I what I would do for you if I was mm. in a bad spot, you know? Um, yeah. And now from this huge group, a handful of people surround me and surround my family. And I'm happy to be able to say that I only have, let's say, like two best friends. Alex was one of my best friends. My dad is one of my best friends. My mom is my best friend. My wife is one of my best friends, you know? So it's it, it's not the quantity, but the quality. It's like a yeah. old saying, but that helps out too. So I'm very grateful for them. And um, I recently I recently had a relapse with the, with the whole anxiety thing. And uh, my mom was help, uh, was able to help me out. And, you know, they know how to work those episodes in such a amazing way that, so you know, they, they don't go like everything is going to be OK. You know, you know, the usual pat on the back and yeah. hey, everything they literally she would be like, hey, so uh, like I would call her like I, that's what literally happened like two weeks ago. Like I called her. And she noticed I was like about to burst out and she's like, are you okay? Are you like driving? I was like, no, I already parked the car. And she's like, well, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do today. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What do you think about this? What do, do you think I should get this? Do you think I should buy that? So she knows and my wife knows and my dad knows and my best friends know just have a normal conversation. You know, don't, don't, uh, make the person feel like an outcast at the same time you know like i know sometimes people try to help but by making them kind of like realize like no you're different you know you're like putting aside that person and like every time you look for help they have to act a certain way so that that's not you know that's not it they have to be you, you know like their normal being you know their normal way they, they don't have to change because um because you're going through an episode you know just be the same and treat that person like they actually want to be treated which is you know talk to them listen to them ask how their they went ask um how their life is going and be supportive but at the same time be inclusive of the feelings that that person is you know feeling at the moment you know Yeah, I could not, I could not agree with any, uh, you, blah, blah, blah. I stutter every episode. I could not agree with you more is what I was trying to say. <laughs> you, you made it, you made it. Oh, thank you. I need someone to pat me on the back. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> and I'm out of breath. Like, <laughs> But you know, um, it's, um, it's a lot. I know it's a lot and mental issues and mental, you know, that, going through those type of things, uh, panic attacks, anxiety, and depression, it's not something to be, uh, you know, to take it lightly in any way. It's a very serious subject, um, but at the same time, it's a subject and an issue that you can work on it. Um, Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't like people when they think that just because they're going through this or that or suffering this or that, that they're done for, you know, that is, they're doomed to be uh, a victim forever, a victim and a pill popper forever to be, you know, dependent of, of medication and whatnot. No, like if you need to take medication, you know, do it. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person either that is going to be like, no, you can do this by yourself. You don't need to take med. No, if you feel like you need to take medication, you know, do it. But I'm also a firm believer that a person can actually handle themselves without medication at the same time. And I, actually, I feel like it's uh, healthier and I feel like it's not it doesn't create any dependency whatsoever, obviously. So uh, I know I know that it that it can be worked on and it can be fixed. It's not the end of the world. So it's. One step, uh, one step at a time, one day at a time. And if you need to talk to somebody, talk to them. Kids, with your parents, if you feel like you're going through something, if you feel like if you are going through something at the moment, talk to your parents. Those They are the closest people that you have. They 
saw you as a baby and and usually you know i say usually because not everybody feels that way but parents when they look at their kids for the first time they feel that instantaneous love for that small person that they're carrying around and i know every single parent out there will do their best to protect their kids and be uh supported in every way that they can be so talk to them it's they they are there to help that's really really great advice i i second that everybody in case you're wondering how i feel um yeah talk to your parents let people know if you're feeling bad yeah. if you're going through a hard time just talk it out right we're all about the the chatter yeah. over here and kevin if people want to listen to you talk where can they find you where can they listen to you all right well i have a podcast people It's called Level Up Paypal. Gaming. PayPal, I have a podcast. <laughs> and it's called Level Up Gaming Podcast. Uh, we don't usually talk about such, you know, deep subjects like this one. That's why I love your content. And I love all the subjects that you talk because mental health, it's such a wide uh, subject that you could talk about because I only talk about depression panic and anxiety attacks but there's so many other different things the, the 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 brain works in mysterious ways and there's so many different illnesses and issues that people go through like very serious uh problems that you know they have mentally but it's not you know what i'm saying is that my podcast is not about that if you are <laughs> First of all, if you're a Spanish speaker and you like video games and movies, comics and anime and being up to date with the latest in those type of industries, feel free to follow us. Uh, we try to do episodes every week and a half, you know, to leave a window to gather up all the news and give you the best of the best and nice. uh, keep people updated. You can find us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Breacher. It's a podcast platform. I don't know. Um, Anchor. Uh, you can find us there too. That's our uh, podcast domain. That's where we post everything, and then they actually man uh, manage all the distribution and everything. I don't have to do that. And yeah, pretty much. Uh, you can look for me on Instagram, Mister Underscore Mustacho Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, 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 <laughs> I don't have a mustache right now but it's a, a username that I kept for like eight years now and I I think it's gonna stick so it sounds like an original like hotmail email address that you made in grade six Mr. Mustache yeah Mr. Mustache everything is level up gaming level up okay Facebook and then Instagram is Mr. underscore Mustache 18 yeah um it's just that I've, I've thought about opening a Instagram page for the podcast But I have way more followers on my personal account. And what I normally do is just that every time I post a new episode, I would put up a IG story, letting them know that, you know, the episode is up. And since you're sharing kind of like a link, you yep. can open the episode directly into Spotify and, you know, hear it yeah. out. And, and it's way it's easier easy for people. Nowadays. Yeah. Um, I do have a Facebook for the podcast. Obviously, it's called Level Up Gaming Podcast. And uh, every time I post an episode, I do like a synopsis type of thing, rest, uh, like a review of all the things that we talked about. I would leave a link for the latest episode. I would leave a link for the uh, domain website if you want to like donate money or do like donations towards us, obviously, for the Amazing. benefit of the podcast. Uh, and I would leave links for every other uh, podcast streaming platform. Uh, like Apple, Google, and all that. Beautiful. So, yeah, pretty much I'm everywhere. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today and listening to Kevin and I chat about gaming, something I don't know anything about, and mental health. <laughs> If you take anything away from this episode, please know that you are not alone, okay? Yep. I know it is such a cliche thing to say, but please... You are not alone. You've got Kevin and I here. And yep. um, also, please do not forget that your blue is beautiful. Thanks, guys. Peace.
here's my outro. I hope that you liked this podcast. Here's my outro. I hope that you laughed. Oh, we're still going. Da, 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 outro. Here's my outro. Uh, something that rhymes. <laughs> what are those things called at, at the, uh, <laughs> at the <laughs> car, when you buy a car? Like those things that like do that. Oh, the little like air puppets <laughs> or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, gonna do a podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly next time i see one next time i see one i'm gonna think about this whole process and i'm, I'm gonna laugh buy one just put it in the front yard <laughs> in teal blue listen to my podcast <laughs> blue is beautiful people <laughs> blue is beautiful don't you understand <laughs> oh great my face already freaking hurts <laughs> okay we're good are you ready? I'm, I'm totally going to mess this intro up. I've got that stupid blue balloon boy stuck in my head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>